That's right. I will never back down. Tom never. Petty style. Rest in peace, Tom Petty. Yeah, rest in peace for sure. Uh, what a great American musician. Yeah, I'm sure he enjoyed an American beer from time to time. I'm sure he did. So he'd fit right in place you with know us what? on American brews and tunes. <laughs> Here's a theme song. You know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American brews and tunes. Shibbity Hey guys, why can't I ever do the song at the beginning? Old man Rust, what are you doing here? Well, I just popped right in for a second. Um, you you want to sing the theme song? No, not the theme song, silly. I'd like to sing the beginning part, the intro. Well, can you sing? Oh yes, let me show you. I would sing this song. I'd say, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. I'll tell you what I want, what I really, really want. I wanna, I wanna, I wanna. What I really, really, really want is some prune juice. <laughs> Old man Rust, you Old silly. Old man Rust, that's terrible. You can't do that. I mean, that is a hilarious parody. I, did you mean that as a parody or did you just write that? Nah, I, I wrote that down. Did someone else already do that song? Yes. Oh, shoot. Man, Old Man Rust, more like Old Man Spice. Get out of here, Old Man Rust. <laughs> yeah, Old Man Rust, hit the road. Goodbye. Man, he just keeps coming back. He comes back at the worst times, right when we're about to start the episode. Another one-off episode. Yes, this is a one-off episode, as you would know from our last episode, which was episode 33, where we revisited some old bands, The Shins, yes. and No Effects. Uh, so we're back again with a one-off reviewing one album, which is the debut album from singer-songwriter Brian Fallon. Yes. And it's he... called Painkillers. Yes. And he is uh, from the band Gaslight Anthem. The Gaslight Anthem. The Gaslight Anthem, yes. So that's the album that we're going to be talking about today. And we will also be trying one beer. So this week... We're going to be having kind of an interesting beer that I've yeah. never, ever heard of. We normally have, like, stouts or barley wines or strong ales or, most of the time, or IPAs. IPAs. Uh, but this one's a, a nice, easygoing drinking beer. We, we know that the Brian Fallon album's a little bit more easygoing. Yep, So we decided sure. to have an easygoing beer. Uh, and this is from a brewery called Urban Chestnut. Uh, and I have had, I've had their Oktoberfest, so I know they do some German-style beers. Mm. Uh, but they're not from Germany. Ho, ho, ho. They're, ho, ho, ho. They're from St. Louis, Missouri. Ah, St. Louis. Or all the people who are from Louisville, Kentucky, I guess they would have to pronounce this St. Law. St. Law, Missouri. Yeah, but so I... No, I don't. There's a debate on how you pronounce Missouri, right? Yeah, it's Missouri. It's either Missouri or Missouri. Yeah, I learned from How I Met Your Mother that it's Missouri. Missouri. No, it's Missouri. Missouri. There's an I at the end of it. It has to be Missouri, right? I'm just going by what they said on How I Met Your Mother. Um, Anyways, now, this urban chestnut beer <clears throat> is called... What's it called? Zwickel. Yes, and it is a Bavarian-style lager. That sounds easy drinking, doesn't it? Um, And apparently this is the Reverence series number one. So I guess they've got a series of beers that they released called the Reverence series, which I don't know too much about. I'd like to research that and see what else they have in the series. Well... But uh, as far as Urban Chestnut goes, I don't. F I think I've maybe had one other beer by them. I definitely had their Oktoberfest, and I quite liked it. It was very good. Um, so I'm kind of excited for this. Yeah. It's a really cool looking can. It looks super German. And let me it's, read this fun little description on the side. Go for it. 
Try to try to read it in in a German accent. Oh, pronounced Zwickel, the flagship lager of our reverence series. Parentheses. Classically crafted, timeless <laughs> European style. Hey, <laughs> parentheses. Hold on, I gotta recompose myself. Okay, go for it. Is an unfiltered, unpasteurized German style classic that finishes as a smooth drinking, naturally cloudy beer. <laughs> from, from the yeast. And pronounced. Alright, so this is a. Prost! <laughs> prost, it says. Prost. That was an interesting German accent. Yeah, it, it went off the rails a little bit. I'm sorry. Pronounced? Um, for all of you Zwickel. who don't know what Prost is, it's kind of a like a cheers type thing that Germans say. Prost! Generally, when drinking beers, they'll say Prost and everyone cheers. And they yeah, drink. or maybe um, when watching football. Yeah, so this is a, a unfiltered, unpasteurized beer, so it is going to be Ooh, cloudy. I'm excited for yeah, this so now. Let's say we crack these. Um, what? Whoa! <laughs> uh, I didn't mean to actually crack that. <laughs> these have these weird German style. Yeah, they do. It's very, uh, pop very tops strange. On the cans, and I barely touched it. And it popped. Uh, so why don't you go with yours? I'll, I'll go with mine here. Whoa! Yours are the same. It's kind of like the. Uh, it's it's, it's like a soup entirely. can. It's like a soup can. It's like a little mini soup it's like can. You pop pop top. it and then rip it off. It's a quite Ooh. literally a, a little mini kinda, soup can pop top. That was kind of a nice noise. It's funny looking because it's like the top of a can that's just not there anymore. Yeah, it's it just looks so not funny there. So let's pour this into our glasses. Right, I'm gonna. I'm kind of nervous about pouring this. Yeah, I had to pour a little heavy because I was worried it would spill out over top. Yeah. Ooh, it's pouring kind of a nice color. It is. It's oh, just it's a, a hay color. It's not as cloudy as they say. Well, maybe all the yeast and sediments at the bottom of the can. So when oh, we get to, to pouring that, we'll uh, we'll get it. Should have maybe shook it up a little bit. No, oh. that would have been a bad idea. Yeah, don't sh- you don't want to shake up your beer too much. Uh, right off the bat, this smells very good. What does it smell like? It kind of just smells like a what you'd think a lot a, a nice lager would smell like. I think so too. It, it smells very lager like. Um, but I'm guessing the flavor is going to be much better you than can, a typical lager. You know what? what? You can call me a lumberjack because I'm about to down this lager. <laughs> oh my gosh, that was a great joke. That was that was almost a good joke. Almost, but not quite. It just smells like a, a delicious sweet lager, and I'm I'm really excited to try it. Yeah, you, oh, you kind of got, you really aggressively poured that. Yeah, I was nervous I was going to spill it, so see, I poured it pretty heavy. See, you, the head of your beer compared to mine is like... Quite different. That's like three times the size. Let's say we cheers this and give it a little trisky. Yeah, you know what? I think we probably should. Let's give it the old motto and down the hatch. Down the hizzy hatch. Shibbity-bibbity-boo! Ooh. That's really smooth. Huh. Interesting. It's it's that's really nice. It's sweet like a like I, I want a delicious lager to be. Yeah. And it's very nice, very smooth, and it definitely tastes Bavarian lager style, like mm-hmm. that, that crisp like German pilsner. I'm well, thinking, not pilsner, but ger- German style malts. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think this is gonna be very delicious as it warms up. Oh, I I think it's delicious right now. I'm not you... saying I'm not saying it's not delicious now. I'm saying it's gonna be even better as it warms up. Okay, I, I can see what you mean. Um. I would say this is, this is just such a nice, smooth, crisp, cla- like classic, flavor, that you want in a beer. I agree. I, I wish that American lagers tasted like this, like a classic exactly. American. Exactly. I really do. If they didn't use all that galder and rice and corn. Yeah. But that's okay. You can make a good beer out of rice and corn. You just gotta work with it and add some other stuff to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, corn is a great staple in America. Let's be honest. It is. Cornbread. Corn on the cob. Oh, corn on the cob. Sweet corn, cream corn. Cream corn. Do you corn. like cream corn? I love cream corn. I love. Cream Have you ever had corn. like a cornbread casserole? Oh yeah, dude. Where it's like kind of a little, little bit of cornbread on top, then cream corn on the bottom. Yes. Ah, yes. oh, sweet and delicious. I kind of want that right now. That sounds like heaven. 
Um, you know what? It sounds like some type of some type of paradise. Like it's almost heaven. Yeah, like West it's Virginia? almost heaven. West Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountain, Shenandoah River. Hey hey. Did we ever sing that song for the opening of this? I podcast? think so. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, I think we did. Um, I just got a badge on Untapped. What'd you get? Hopped down. Oh, this is definitely hopped down. What's yes. the uh, What's the IBU on here? Uh, let me try to pull it up here. I'm trying to pull it up here. Mm. Um, this is delicious. This is something I could see myself. And it, it even tastes German, so I could see myself a at a beer cool. garden having a bratwurst, some sauerkraut, little oh yeah, little beer pretzel, brat, beer cheese, brat oh. and sauerkraut sounds really and some, good right now. Some spicy mustard. Oh yeah. Oh. I'm also drinking this out of my Oktoberfest glass. Oh, that's so perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. I'm drinking it out of a Black Abbey glass, which is a local Nashville brewery. We like them. Oh, nice. Yes, we do. What's the IBU level? Uh, it didn't say on there, oh. so I don't know. It's probably, probably low, though. Well, since that IBU level's probably low, let's move into the Brian Fallon album. Segway. <laughs> huh? Since it's probably low? Yeah, I was... Wait, what's the reference you're making? I was making no reference. It was a terrible oh. segue. <laughs> <laughs> it had absolutely nothing to do with Brian Fallon. I was trying to figure out like what type of uh, no, just being clever. Classic Steve reference you were making, but it didn't. Nothing or happened. Just being not clever, I guess. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, anti joke, I guess. I don't know. Whatever doesn't really matter. Let's get into the anyways. Brian Fallon painkillers. So as yes. we said before, Brian Fallon was the front man from the. Americana rock band The Gaslight Anthem, which I think they did four, five solo or five studio albums. Um, he still is the front man. They're just on they're on hiatus, hiatus right yeah. now since 2015, um, and he is from Red Bank, New Jersey. Red Bank. Same with Kevin Smith. Yeah, yeah. And do you know who else is from New Jersey? Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, so who Brian Fallon actively. Uh, cites as a reference and channels uh, Bruce Springsteen's songwriting. Oh, yes, And definitely. Bruce Springsteen has been on record as very much liking the Gaslight Anthem and Brian really? Fallon. They performed songs together live before. Nice. That's so awesome. That's, isn't it? Because like, he's like the New Jersey hero, Bruce Springsteen. So yeah, for sure. When Brian Fallon... I, I can only imagine that when Brian Fallon like, got some praise from Bruce Springsteen, probably, he was like, oh, oh my, my goodness. That's, it's, so I would assume awesome. so. Yeah. That'd be like if I wrote a song and then Bob Dylan was like, Wow, I really like that song that Jesse wrote. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jesse, that song was really good. Wow, that song was really good. <laughs> that would be awesome, though. That would be awesome, but I don't think it'll ever happen. Anyways, um, the Gaslight Anthem's last album was called Get Hurt, uh, and it was about Brian Fallon's recent-ish divorce, uh, so mm-hmm. it relies heavily on that. And he wrote a lot of these songs for Painkillers right before and right after Get Hurt. Mm. Okay. Um, and so thematically, it's there's some uh, what's that word layover lap um, layover overlap overlap. Yeah. There's some overlap thematically between the two albums, but Over- sound themes. sound wise, there's none. Yes, uh, Get true. Hurt was like I don't want to say anthemic, but studio rock. Like uh, it was like very, stadium rock, a big sound, big stadium big rock. rock. Yeah. yeah, and get, uh, this Painkillers Brian Fallon solo very album is folky, much more stripped back and folky, very folky Americana yeah. rock. So shall we get into it? You know what? I believe that we shall. Yeah. I didn't do any creative ratings. I just went straightforward because it's a straightforward yeah. album. Yeah, it really is. Straightforward um, beer, straightforward album, straightforward ratings. Straightforward, straight Stephen. Straightforward. Yeah. Uh, I can't. There's no good one for Jesse. <clears throat> just, 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 just tell it like it is, Jesse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you just tell it like it is then? <laughs> okay. Well, to start off, this album is great. Yes, it is. 
Um, it starts off great with the first song, which is called Wonderful Life. Well, I'll just say one thing before. Yeah, what is your one it. thing before? Um, the whole album is very catchy. I agree. After multiple listens. The first time I listened to this album, I was like... Uh, not bad. It's okay. Like I don't mind it. It's not too bad. I agree with Cause you. Because I think you had recommended it to me. Or maybe not recommended it to me, but you were like, you should listen to Brian Fallon because he's awesome. And I was like, I okay, sounds good. And then I was like, this is just okay. <laughs> I, I liked a couple of songs, but then as I kept listening to it, which I feel okay. like this is a common theme throughout all the albums that we review. Yeah. It's like you have to listen to it a bunch in order to fully appreciate it and then like it a lot. And get hooked, yeah. Yeah. So that's a little disclaimer that at first this album might not seem like much, but it is all quality. Yeah, and, and if you don't like it the first listen, give it more shot. Yeah. Uh, the very first song is called Wonderful Life. I gave it five out of five, and I recommended it. Um, I also recommended this uh, song. This is the first song I heard off of the album. Uh, it was enough for me to buy the album. It's just so golden catchy. I even yeah. They even played it at Bass Pro Shop. Really? Yes, when I worked wow, there. interesting. Like, they play a bunch of country, a couple of folk songs, and then... Apparently Brian Fallon. Wonderful <laughs> Life by Brian Fallon, yeah. That's hilarious. Um, but like I said, I heard the song and I bought the album. I thought it was enough for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I like the Gaslight Anthem before, but I never really seriously considered like buying a solo album from him until I heard this song. I was like, wow, this is great. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of Bruce Springsteen-y because it's a little yeah. bit rockier. Um, it's got some some type of I don't want to say bell, but maybe like a xylo. What, what would you call that? Like a ding um, ding 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 ding. Yeah, it's a it's kind of like some a, type of like mallet, xylophone. mallet um, some, keyboard type. Some thing. mallet based instrument. Yeah, perhaps uh, which, a keyboard. Which I think Bruce Springsteen it, uses but... on some out like some songs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> with the uh, well, yeah, th- you're probably right. <laughs> probably right, but um, but the just the e- lyrically, if you don't listen to the lyrics, the song is enough for you to like it because it's so catchy. Yeah. Yeah, um, but the lyrics are also great. The lyrics are great. What what would you say it's about? Um, wanting to have a wonderful life. Quite literally. It, Pretty much. I think it's about being used to like a mundane, boring life and just like saying, well, I'm, I'm like most of this life's... Well, the first lyric is, Most of this life's been a drag of a high. And a low, like a blow and a paid... Uh, pay, throne title fight. Title fight yeah. When you have a, a paid, a paid throne title fight, yeah, you know the outcome already, and it, yeah. the blow is not a surprise. And you're just like, yeah. oh, here it is again, like, yeah. just like I expected. Yeah, so he works off of that kind of theme of like, uh, like you said before, the mundane, complacent in a mundane, mundane boring life. life. Yeah, and he says, I don't want that. Yeah, I want a wonderful life. Yeah. I don't want to survive. Yeah, I want a wonderful life. Yeah, which, the, which the reminds catch. me of a Switchfoot song, Thrive. Yeah. I don't want to survive. I don't want to just survive. I want to thrive. Yeah. So it's very, very common theme. And yeah. that was on uh, the album that I reviewed, um, Switchfoot's album, Vice, Ver- Vice Versus, that Jesse yeah. had recommended. So that was a, quite a few episodes ago, but nice throwback. Anyway. Um, I think this is um, a great, great way to help. Let's start such, the album. Such a yeah. great way to open the album, especially um, with the drums in the beginning. A lot more fast and rocky than some of the other ones, because this is very up-tempo, very upbeat. Yeah, um, but it's a great, great album opener for sure. That's all I have to say about that one. You got any? No, nope, that's it. It's it's just it's so good. On the song it. number two called Painkillers, uh, I give it four out of five. Didn't recommend, but I think it's a great song. Um, I also didn't recommend it, but like I said earlier, all these songs are great. And uh, yeah, there's no like, skippers in my book. Literally, none of the songs are skippers for me. Yeah. So I suppose this one's notable because it's the title track. Yeah, um, which is, I guess is since it kind of connects to the other Gaslight Anthem. Anthem album about his divorce. Uh-huh. This song kind of seems like a direct tie into that theme. Oh, for sure, for sure. 
It talks about like being brokenhearted and how every heart in between was just painkillers. Yeah. So he's using like searching for a relationship because he wants love because he, he needs a painkiller to fill in that, that, that brokenheartedness or that loneliness from the last broken relationship. So he's yeah. searching for that as a painkiller. Yeah, so I would say thematically this this album definitely or the, not this album, this song sums up I mean it it's there's a reason it's the title track. Yeah, I'll I say agree. that. I, I think that's a, a strong thing to say. Yeah. Uh, moving on to track number three, which is called Among Other Foolish Things. Oh, man. I gave it 4.5 out of 5, but I didn't recommend it. I was it's so, so close to recommending this one. It's it's such a good song, and it's so there catchy. Just, there are just so many. Well, we don't need to get into that. There are just so many songs that yeah. I could recommend. It's got a fun, like, swing beat to it. Yeah. But I think this is where the record starts to get a little more folky. Mm-hmm. Starts off rock and roll, gets a little less, and then this is where the folkiness kind of picks up. Yeah. Um, thematically, this song's about chasing love because it's on a pedestal, and how when that's the drive, then it's a foolish thing. Yeah. I think. Among um, other foolish things. My one, my one thing that I do want to say about this song is in the chorus when he says, and they say that love, 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 love is all oh, we need. need. Yeah. I think that's a Beatles reference. Oh yeah, of course. I mean, maybe it's not, but it, it really is. seems like it is because all the, you need is love. Yeah. love, 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 love is all you need. Love, love, love. Yeah, it, so it, it definitely is. It, it would have to because definitely Brian Fallon knows that and song. They say such foolish things like love, 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 love is all you need. need. It's so catchy. Among other foolish things, um, but I guess I'll, I guess I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's 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 great. It's so good. On to song number four, which is called Smoke. Smoke. I gave it five out of five, but didn't recommend it. Because I think song. it's a fantastic song, but I can yeah. only pick so many to recommend. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the imagery in the catch is the hook is so really just so well done. Yeah. Um, because the, the hook is you became something like smoke that I tried too hard to hold. And if yeah. you imagine smoke be like billowing through the air and you try and catch something and hold it in your hands, you can't. It just it goes As away. I'm assuming a lot of people have tried to or they at least like wave their hand through smoke or something like that. I've done that multiple yeah. times. And it just obviously there's evades. absolutely no way you can grab it. Yeah. So it's kind of a very very vivid imagery. And I believe Brian Fallon has been on record about talking about this song, saying it's about a relationship that he was in where a girl was climbing the rungs of ladders, which I say in the song, climbing mm. the corporate ladder, focusing on the job more than the relationship, and then he ended up mm. losing her to the job. Okay. Um, so he tried to hold on to her. She kept going. She was smoke. Yeah. She just left like smoke. <laughs> like smoke. Like if you imagine a magician, That's... whoosh, smoke. Yeah. He's gone. <laughs> <laughs> whoosh, smoke, That's... and I'm gone. I think that's such great imagery. It really is. I wish I could write great imagery like smoke. that. I know. I can't write anything that's cool. Well, that's not true, but <laughs> it just seems like it when you hear great stuff, like really well. well yeah, it's always like it's always kind of like a weird thing whenever, as like a writer, you hear or as a songwriter, I wouldn't say that we're very, we're we're decent. Uh, let's call say. us decent. Let's say decent. Yeah. Or um, amateurs. Amateurs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good word for it. We're in the minor league. Yeah. Um, when you're hearing a pro songwriter like Brian Fallon in this album, like it just makes you wonder. When you hear well-crafted poetic he, lyrics, like how does he do it? Yeah, like how does he write that? His his lyrics That's, are very very well done. You can yeah. even read them without the music, and they they would make sense, and they mm-hmm. would be really interesting to read. Uh, anyways, moving on to track number five, which is called Steve McQueen. Mm, great um, song. I would give this five out of five. Still wouldn't recommend. Yeah, it's. Well, we don't need to go over that again. More stripped it's back. A, it's a very good song. Yeah, very stripped back. Uh, starts off Probably with just, just guitar and vocals, guitar, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and Steve McQueen obviously was the he was a I think he was in movies. He he drove race cars, car race cars. Very avid. The kind of the the, the king of cool. Yeah, is what they called him. I think. Um, so he's pondering why his life isn't like how he expected it to be. Uh, Brian yeah. Fallon. Just wanted to be Steve McQueen. Yeah, my horses and English, English racing greens. greens. You mean British racing greens. greens. So he wanted to be like that growing up and then didn't. And he's yeah. kind of maybe pondering kind of like why. Just wondering why Somberly it didn't happen. Um, on to track number six, which is called Nobody Wins. I gave it my honorable mention. Five Recommended. out of five. Okay, so Recommended. we both uh, Five out of five for one. sure. Um, um, man, this song is so good. Yeah, I think it's lamenting a lost love, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, it's pretty fair to, to guess that uh and i think the hook in the the chorus when no, nobody wins is about when a relationship ends regardless of how it ends or why it ends both nobody parties wins. end up losing so nobody wins yeah yeah and so it's it's lose lose nobody wins yeah it's uh it's just so golden and catchy it really is even without the the lyrics it's really catchy yeah there's almost a little bit of hope, hopefulness to this because in the chorus they say hallelujah. He says hallelujah. Hallelujah a lot in the chorus. Hallelujah. Yeah. Nobody wins, which, which is my favorite part of the song. Mm-hmm. That little breakdown with the hallelujahs. Yeah. But in the chorus, he also uh, talks about if I never see you again, have a round on me. Yeah. So he's like saying we're never gonna see each other again because we both lost. But you know what? Down the Still, road, have yeah. a round on me because. Because hallelujah, nobody hallelujah, wins. Nobody wins, so let's yeah. lose together. So like, it's kind of like accepting the fact that nobody is gonna win, and then like trying to move forward from that. Yeah, and it's 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 a great song. Yeah, it really is. You have anything else to add to that one? That's it. All right, moving on to track number seven, which is called Rosemary. I gave five out of five, and I recommended. I also recommended it. Uh, this song, song ties yep. together the sequencing of the album. Um, since it's track number seven of twelve, it is the very right first song middle. on the B side. So on the B side. If you're, if you're playing a True. vinyl, uh, this song was this album was sequenced for vinyl, and here's the proof: the first half of a record only contains half the songs. Yeah. When it's done, you got to flip it over and start the next side. Yeah. This is the start of the B side. So, so it's almost like starting a new, like starting yes. a new fresh album. So because this is the start of the B side, this puts importance on the last song, which is song number six, because that's the end of the yeah. A side. In importance yeah. on this one being the start of the B side, so it's like yeah. maybe that's the end of something. Here's the start of something else. Yeah, um, this song, just the feel of the song, it's so much more up up tempo than oh, every single song since of, the first song. The same way that a wonderful life track number one was up tempo and up. It kickstarts the first side. Yeah, this is up tempo. Kickstarts kick the, the second side. The B side. Yeah. yeah, and it's just a great way to start the B side. Um, it's so fast. Oh it's so catchy. Yeah, it seriously, like this is. Uh, I've talked about a lot. Um, whenever I review albums talking about how some songs just strike you on the first time you listen to them. This is one of them. This is definitely one of those songs that the first time you hear it, you're like, this is so and good. Yeah. It's just very, very well written, and it's so catchy. Yeah. Um, I, he, Brian uh, Fallon has also been on record, so I'm not guessing here. He said that this song was written um, from one of his uh, female friend's perspectives mm, uh, about yeah. some an experience she'd been through. Yeah. And he was really struck by it, and he thought the world should hear what she had to say. And so he took her um, her views on her experiences, and he formed them into his own lyrics and, mm-hmm. and wrote about it. And so it's really Did we cool. say the track title? I don't know if we did, but if we didn't, we did. the it's, song is called Rosemary. It's Rosemary. Yeah. And if we did... It's called Rosemary. Yeah. <laughs> My name is Rosemary, <laughs> and you'd be lucky to meet me. Yeah, it's, it's, the song's about this girl who's, I think, is sad about being alone. Like she's yeah, because like she talks about the like, other side of the bed. And she talks alone. about being 
sick of sleeping next to empty yeah. sheets. And the very end of the song when he's saying, my name is Rosemary, he's like, sleep my baby. So he's yeah. trying to comfort someone. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good song. It's just, it's so good. On a song number eight? Um, all three of my recommendations are gone. I've got one more. So. But here it is with song number eight. Oh, <laughs> see, I was going between this song and like, and nobody wins. Yeah. Well, I was going between both of those. This song and nobody wins was going to be recommend. One was going to be a recommendation. One was going to be honorable mention. Okay. I just like this one more. So than you nobody were having wins. the same trouble as me. Yes. Um, Red lights. I just think is really good. Uh, this song's folky, and I think there's a twinge of country to it, feel wise. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say it's perhaps about his divorce. Um, and I'm going to paraphrase, but also kind of direct quote. I'll, I'll cut out a couple words for to make this a little bit more concise. Okay. Uh, but one of the lyrics is, I can't believe I haven't died of grief since you left. And that's in the first verse. And so that's pretty strong imagery. Like, a, Yeah, that is that is fairly strong so imagery. So if you, if you can imagine dying of grief, and he, he's like, I can't believe I didn't die of grief because it was so strong. So I'd say it's probably about the divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the song is about dealing with or perhaps finding ways to deal with um, pain. Mm-hmm. And the chorus is the bomb. Yeah, it so is. So the chorus is, So yes, I will take those, whatever yes, else they give me. me. If, if it, it stops, stops the nightmares, it probably won't kill me. And so he's like, like, yes, I'll take one of those, whatever else you'll give me. If it stops the nightmares, it probably won't kill me. So he's saying... Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's... When I think of that, I kind of think drug reference. Like, just give me... I mean... It doesn't any, have to be... I, it's just what I think of first. Anything that alters your mood. Yeah, so he's saying, give me something to, to help me sleep. Give me something to take take away these nightmares that I'm having. Just give me anything to help me. Yeah. Uh, and just the way he sings it is, is so good, and it's really catchy. I um, completely agree with you. Yeah. Great song. Great song. Yes. Great song. Great, great song. song. A very great song. La, it's a very la, great la, song. La 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 la. la, la, la. <laughs> a very great song. He 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 he. Man, that song about a great song was a little too long. Man, I'm the reason that I'm so distracted right now is I'm trying to find these lyrics that I forgot to mention during one of the tracks. And I think it was what song was it on? What are the lyrics like? I'll tell you what song it was on. Um something about how he's living in this, this this bright town, but the lights don't brighten up anything. I can't remember that song. Exactly, that's what I'm so, trying to remember. Moving on to song number anyway, nine, which is called Long Drives. I gave song. this four to five, didn't recommend it, obviously. Another I think great this song. is even more country-sounding than the last song. Yeah. And uh, my very favorite part of the song is near the end, when he says, I could never get her to believe... And the way he says "believe" is so he's deep. Like, he's like, "I could never get her to believe." And he gets like almost a gravelly dryness. To oh, his this is belief. only the great chord progression. I could never get her to believe. believe. <laughs> to believe. Sounds like a smoker raspiness. I could never get her to believe. <laughs> old man Rust, get out of here. Yeah, don't even come in here. Right you now. can't get anyone to believe with that voice, old man Rust. Okay. Uh, but uh, it's a great song. Uh, moving on to mm-hmm. track number ten, which is called "Honey Magnolia." Honey Magnolia. And uh, I gave this 4.5 out of 5. It's a great, and it's another stripped-back song, guitar, piano, and, and vocal-driven. Yeah. Um, and apparently he's also been on record, Brian Fallon, about okay. saying that this is from, from a female perspective's view. Okay, yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. I don't Honey, think so. I'll be the one he's, uh, to throw you over. Call when you call me. That's kind of like the, the, woman, the woman has the power in the relationship. Yeah. That's what's happening in this one. 
Great song, though. Um, on to the penultimate song, track number 11. It's called Mojo Hand. Most different sounding. Yeah. I give it 4.5 out of 5. And I was going uh, to... What I have to say about it is very different and odd vibe. It's, I think my girl got a mojo hand. It's like a bouncy, now weird feel. Now the boys feel. in the town want her bad. I don't know how to describe the sound and of the song. New Orleans since my girl... Got a mojo hand. I don't know what that means, but my favorite part of the song is the last chorus when he goes up the octave. Yeah, 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 for sure. If you go, honey, God only knows. Honey, God only knows. What a great song. Um, Anyway, I think this is about a girl who's like the talk of the town. Talk of the town. Cream of the crop. She's got a mojo hand. She's got like the, she's got it. She's got Mr. Mojo Rising. (laughs) What? It's a Doris song. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Mojo Rising. It's also a beer. Uh, the Mojo Rising IPA. Mojo Rising. I've, I've never had that one. What, what brewery is it by? Uh, Boulder, maybe? The Boulder? Boulder? They've got, really? they've got oh, one called... Oh, I think you might be right. They've got the Mojo IPA, and then their double IPA is the, the Mojo, Mojo Rising. Oh, okay. Oh, it's good. It's very good. Um, um, I don't have anything else to say about this song. But yeah, I think it's just about a girl who's like super attractive, and every guy that comes in contact with her like just wants her. Yes, they That's do. pretty much all it is. On to the last That's song. That's good, though. Very good. The last song is number 12, called Open All Night. I gave it 5 out of 5. Same. Perfect uh, end of the, the album. Uh, it's more like chord... Like some of these songs prior, uh, he arpeggiates on his guitar. Yeah. He's got these little picking patterns. This one's just straight chord. Yep. Um, Americana feel. Less of that country folk vibe. Um, but it's about, I think, a failed love again or separation... Yeah, but the very last it's line like of the reminiscing song. reminiscing about. Oh, definitely reminiscing. Yeah. Uh, but the very Back last we line of the song, I think, closes the entire album perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll read point. that last very line for point. you. Here is the last line of the last song, "Open All Night," which in like kind of really pulls the album together and gives you a little bit of spark of hope in an album that's mostly about a failed, huge breakup. It's mostly somber, sad sounding. This is a little glimmer of light. Oh. Uh, the lyric is, and you can't make me whole, I have to find that on my own, but I held you, babe, a long, long time ago when we were open all night long. Yeah. So by saying, I held you a long, long time ago when we were open all night long, he's reminiscing longingly, but he's saying, you can't make me whole, I've got to find that on my own. We're, we're yeah. no longer together, I need to do me, I need to so go on my own and the, find happiness. It's the old uh, saying, pick yourself up by the bootstraps. Yeah, he's saying he's got to find it by himself. Yeah. You, you can't help me anymore. I got I gots to be the one to help I me. gots to be the one to find it on my own. And you can't make me old. I've got to find me on my own. That's <laughs> exactly how Brian Fallon sounds. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no, he doesn't sound anything like that. Not at all. Um, he sounds way better than that. But it's great, uh, and he just recently, like last month, came out with his brand new album called Sleepwalkers, Sleepwalkers which is so much more upbeat thematically, about more about love and, and happiness than this album is. So yeah. maybe this song transitions into the next album. Man, the first the first single off the new album. Oh, every single Stacy, I'm a gonna take album. you to a movie. So if you like uh, Painkillers, if you listen to it and like it. Definitely check out Sleepwalkers. Even if you don't like painkillers, check out Sleepwalkers. <laughs> it's really good, yeah. Um, like, like we said before, 
Um, it takes a little while for the songs to grow on you, but once they grow on you, they are so you infectious. You cannot get away from it. Uh, it's, um, a couple episodes, Steve talked about um, the Jeff Rosenstock album having the replayability factor. Mm-hmm. The fact that you can just keep replaying it and just keep listening to it. And not skip it. Yeah, I feel like this Brian Fallon uh, album, Painkillers, has that same exact factor. And I, I believe that I said that Jeff Rosenstock's album, uh, Worry, was perfect for me. You did. You did I'd say, say that. this album is near perfect. I don't know if I would say perfect because there's a couple parts like uh, I think the verse on the title track I'm, I'm not too crazy about, mm-hmm. um, but this is darn near perfect. There are no skippable songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's great. Definitely, front to back. definitely zero songs that I would skip. And if you're a there's fan of vinyl, no get it on vinyl because I think the the sequencing is is well, straight ridden for vinyl. And just because vinyl's cool. Yeah. Now it's cool anyway. Yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's what it is. Um, next episode make sure to check it out it's so so golden good just check it out our next episode is just do it you heard it here you heard it first just do it we're not endorsing Nike we're endorsing Brian Fallon (laughs) (laughs) Nike could could they sue for that probably not Shia LaBeouf says it all the time just do Do it it. (laughs) well he did for that one video at least all the time you said yeah oh man or Um, we could just we could just say uh just start the plan to whatever you're starting to do and then just follow through. <laughs> just follow through. <laughs> Come on. Follow your dreams. Be what you want to be. Be a bird and fly far away. Fly free. Okay, I don't know. Let's come back. Where are we going with this? Let's go. Let's come back down to Earth from Mars. And so, next episode is going to be the start of a two-part episode. Yes, it is. Uh, Which I'm very excited about. I am too. Um, These we're going to have two episodes back to back, and they're going to be both reviewing the same bands from one episode to the other. So, yes, that means that I'm going to review one band, one episode. They're one of their earlier albums, and then the next uh, episode, I will be reviewing the same band, but a later later album. album. Um, and um, I'll be doing the same exact thing. Yeah. So what uh, I'm, re- we've already, I think we talked about this yeah. last episode. If you don't remember though, if you don't remember from last episode, we are going to be. Uh, I recommend it for Steve, Bonnie Vare's self-titled album, and then for the second part of that little tiny mini series, um, I recommended his newest album, Twenty Two, Comma A Million. Yes. And I re- uh, recommended for Jesse two albums by the band Against Me. The first being. Uh, reinventing Axl Rose, which I'm loving so far. By the it's way, a, their debut, it's great, and their one of their more recent albums called Transgender Dysphoria Blues. Which one of their more recent or their most recent? It's not their most recent. They've oh, had one that? since. Okay, okay. They have one. Yeah. Have I one had to clarify. Time. I didn't okay. want to say the most recent. Yep. Um, but it's a uh, big change between the two, mm-hmm. and I'd probably say the same about Bon Ivers. <laughs> bon Iver. <laughs> we'll get into that when we review the albums. Bon Iver. Um, so My those friend. are going to be some fun, uh, some fun episodes, and we're all also going to have beers that are related. Uh, We'll touch upon that, like, related from one episode to the other. Okay, yes, exactly. Um, That might not make sense now, but it will when we come to the albums. Don't worry, everybody. It'll make sense later. All right. uh, Coming back to this episode, any uh, changes on the beer? Um, I mean, it's gotten better, Um, I I would say. I think the sweetness has come through a little bit more. The malt, like, this malty sweetness. It's more of, like, that kind of smooth honey sweetness. That golden malty sweetness. Yep. And I can definitely tell still that it's straight, like, German, and it's so good. Yeah. I love it. Would I have this again? Yes. For sure. If this came in like little 12 ounce cans in a 12 pack and it was like maybe 15 bucks for a 12 pack, I would get it. Yeah, I would too. It's great. <clears throat> uh, let's say we finish this and uh, sign off for the, the week. Sounds good. Shibbidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-bidi-b
Absolutely delicious. <sighs> Super delicious. Once again, my name is Stephen Johnston. And my name is Jesse Titus. Don't forget to enjoy your brews and tunes together, but if you can't, join us for American Brews and Tunes. Thank you so much for listening. Here's a theme song, you know it's not a mean song. It's a good song, just as it should song. American Brews and Tunes. Shibbity-beebity!